Hey, folks, a little more assholery. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going shit. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. It is episode Comrade 49. Well, Comrade 49. It's episode 49, Comrade Larry. <laughs> who says you can? It's a holiday weekend. Who, who's supposed to be able to talk? I'm sure, and that's what we're doing, goddammit. Nobody's going to stop us. No one. They can try. Well, I mean, Comcast could take us down. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get the backups. We got to get the backup to the backup to the backup. But overall, I should pound on like uh, this poor press board desk because overall yes. have not had many Internet issues over the last few years. Redundant systems, they call them, I the, think. Would be nice. I'd like to have. I mean, they're getting closer with a lot of these. uh the Wi-Fi with the 5G stuff that yeah. they're selling the little hockey pucks you just throw into a window and then have home internet for 50 bucks a month or something. But yeah. I don't know. I never really, I'm not a fan of the wireless stuff. Yeah. I want to be wired. But uh, this was a holiday weekend. So in Chicago, 46 shots, seven fatally. Hey, it's, weekend's not over yet. I mean, technically, that tally doesn't count until midnight tonight, right? It shouldn't. But I mean, yeah. is that why? Uh, I mean, I would think, and I pulled clips from our our mayor, so uh, <laughs> there's that <laughs> to look forward to. <laughs> there's a lot of controversy of the migrants from Texas being shipped across the country, as we've talked about, and Chicago oh. now one of those destinations. And it's funny because I don't think it's in the clip, but the mayor here, and I think this is pretty much the 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 main talking points you're getting from the people that are in charge of these Democrat cities, which is it's somehow racist to send these people. And I still don't get that. It's like, so it's racist to send them to Chicago. Yeah. Why? I mean, and the other question is, are we checking the race of everybody coming over the border to decide whether or not you put them on a bus or not? (laughs) I mean, yeah, well, they do to see who gets into college and most jobs right that's where we are now oh this is true this is you have to fit the correct checkbox otherwise right you're not getting a call back but the concept that it's only one type of person coming over the southern border is very ignorant curious yeah yeah it's Mm -hmm. like that's not the case there's a lot of people sure and it's amazing now how many are coming from places like ukraine Mm-hmm. that you know the system now so all you have to do is get to mexico and then you can just come walk right over yeah. there's a lot of people that want to come into this country not all of them are of the same ethnicity i mean i don't know maybe mayor lightfoot doesn't know that mm-hmm. 
but i mean we'll get to that i mean <laughs> there's a lot of fun stuff including i saw an article because we had talked about for a while and i don't know how much we really followed up on the show of that you were looking to leave la and then yes. things happened yes things happened the, the the real estate market imploded so yeah. a, that's a nice way of putting it yeah and then at the same time, you know, people say, oh, you know, I, and I see funny comments, you know, what's taking you so fucking long? Well, I got a kid in school. That's what, you know, so what do I, you know, just rip her up and leave her in uh, limbo? No. So we'll take another swat at it. And when she finishes the school year. Well, so. some people would. <laughs> some people would. <laughs> the kid would get home and be like, where'd mom and dad yeah, go? Where am I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> but no, that's not yeah. the way to do it. But it's interesting to see how quickly this has happened along with Biden inflation. But there was an article about the areas that had the most overvalued property in the United States. And right now, Los Angeles and Seattle, 30% overvalued, according to experts. There you go. Which should worry everybody that lives in those areas because that Mm -hmm. means in a year, your property may be worth about 30% less. Yeah. Which makes it an interesting game, but you can feel good. I mean, I know that seems like it sucks that mm-hmm. your property could lose 30% of its value overnight in LA. In yeah. Austin, 61%. Oh, my. So you don't want to be living in Austin right now. No. And, you know, Austin used to be a cool place. I used to go there in business back in the day. Pretty cool town. Because well, I haven't been there in a long time. But Adam says it's shit, and I believe him. It was back when it was the Willie Nelson kind of Austin. Yeah, Austin City Limits. Yeah, yeah. There was just a very cool mix of people. Nashville used to be the same kind of way, and then Nashville went the same route, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you want to move to Nashville? No way, it's too expensive. Mm -hmm. But Austin used to have a different mentality. It's interesting how different it is than the, the rest of Texas, but... Oh, yeah. Knowing that your property could drop like that mm-hmm. is kind of scary because that's always the, oh, well, you invest in property. That'll be great. It'll never go down, you know, in the long term. It's like, you know, maybe the long, long, long term. Yeah. But in this particular case, I don't know. Yeah. Everything's dicey except, uh, you know, coffin building. That's a recession proof. You know, you're going to need that. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, well, maybe not. Maybe they're they're putting them in Vitamix blenders now and stuff. You know, they're they're making people into soup. Um, so that that actually could uh, that could crater. Who knows? True, a lot more, more people go for the whole uh, the whole incineration afterwards, and uh, yeah, yeah, or who'll, maybe they'll maybe that'll be the new protein along with the bugs. You know, soylent <laughs> green is people. Yeah, well, this is but true. Who knows? This is who knows what do- those commie pricks have up there greasy sleeves next do not want to let any of those resources go to waste right Right. like electricity i mean this was something i saw too in your neck of the woods the people that had because i mean i guess it's been a little warm in california for a while a little warm how about last week it started off like just a rocket um i forget which day was it maybe tuesday tuesday or wednesday 118 um but, but it's a dry it cool, heat right it's a dry heat then it well no then it cooled off to like 114 or 13 uh you know it's moving in the right direction and then when it got to 112 um miami like humidity moved in and then it became really fucking unbearable so and humidity used to be very uncommon in la 
I heard somebody blame it on all the swimming pools in the valley. Maybe that's it. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, that's better than climate change. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, they'll grasp at quite anything. And it's still amazing to me because it's fun to go. And there's various weather sites out there. And I quite often go and look at the 10 day forecast. It's not like I'm keeping notes or anything, but I'm, I'm fairly intelligent. And I can go, oh, well, look, at the next uh, 10 days, it's. 82 and over is going to be the forecast for the next 10 days. And then you go back two days later and it's like, they're all under like 75 or like they have no idea. No, they never do, which is pretty funny. You know, when you think that they can't predict the weather 10 days out, but they're telling what it's going to be, you know, 10 years out. That really is laughable, isn't it? Yeah. That they know for certain that we are going in the wrong direction. I mean, let's remember we were going to have way more tropical storms, way more hurricanes. And we just got our first. Mm hmm. For the season it's like no that doesn't seem right but the folks in california that signed up for the hey give me a little money off my electric bill and i'll let you control my thermostat <laughs> they found out that wasn't such a good idea yeah i'm just i can't stop laughing at that yeah it's amazing that people don't see this coming for those that i mean i i'm sure yeah. some people do but right. a majority don't this concept like oh no it'll be good for it it's always sold like oh for the children it's gonna be good for you to do this well, because yeah. you know the government knows better sure and then it's the it's the it's, it's kind of a a two-edged sort of stupidity one is the convenience factor i can run my entire life from my phone right okay, right you get that uh, and then there's kind of, you know, what would you call, you call them gear sluts. What does Bandrew call them? Gears, GAS, gear acquisition syndrome, whatever the fuck. I think that's what he calls it. You know, people just, oh, it's, it's some new, a new gizmo, a new app, whatever. Gotta have it. Never thinking it through. Never. Right? Like you've been screaming about TikTok forever. And you're so right. Don't, don't download that shit. But people do. Millions. Yeah, it's bad. Now there are some of the thermostats that you can buy that don't go to the cloud that you can control those are great mm -hmm. anything you have complete control over is great but any of them that are like well it'll be tied into yeah. the electric company system and they can decide whether or not and it goes way beyond just running the air conditioning because i mean hey in california soon you're not going to be able to buy a gas-powered car but they don't have enough electricity for people to charge their cars so sure. Everybody, I guess, is going to have to not use any electricity for anything overnight. I mean, you can't use your air conditioners anymore in L.A. Mm -hmm. because we the cars have to charge overnight. Mm -hmm. So you won't be able to run your air overnight. And people are like, oh, that'll never happen. It's like, it's happening. People you, are stupid. This is you know, their and, pilot and, and, program. Sure. And for years now, you know, every fucking road now has a bike lane on it. What do you think that's about? I mean, that's what they want. I yeah, almost pulled a clip on your bike. of a guy in, uh, oh, what European country? What I, I don't remember. I wish I did. It may have been uh, Hungary. There was one where he's really just bitching about the fact that there are bike lanes. There's not enough streets for the cars. There's not enough room for the cars. There's bike lanes, and there's like five people on bikes in the city. Mm. That's kind of what they did here in Chicago, because there's a lot yeah. of bike lanes. Yeah. In Chicago. And the whole concept was, well, more people will use them. I'm like, no, they won't. Right. Especially in February. Everybody wants to be on a bike in February in Chicago, <laughs> don't they? No. 
No, because it's still no. snowing in February. It's still snowing oh. in March. Okay. It can still snow in April. I mean, then it gets to be 105 degrees, but that's another problem whatsoever. But this electric thing, it kind of came to my mind when I was listening to one of your last episodes about the uh, one of the places that you saw on your journey that had uh, a big old electric sign out front. Uh, um, Dell's. 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 Yeah, Dell's restaurant in Tucumcari, New Mexico. And you were postulating just how much money it costs to run the, uh, sure. the sign. Uh, and this is what the government's going to start nickel and diming people with mm. when you give them control of your thermostat for a little bit off your monthly bill. Yeah. And it was horrible. I mean, I think it was something like people in California couldn't turn the thermostats down below 85 degrees. Yeah. Well, I have, I have zero sympathy for those people. None. No, because they signed up for it. Yep. And the problem is, when are we going to be forced into it? I mean, I remember when they were putting in the new electric meter. It's like you had to make an appointment because they needed some access. Right. You know, and they probably don't want to get shot sending people onto somebody's property to, <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. be messing with stuff. So they want you to know they're coming. And I ignored yeah. it for a long, long time. And they got really kind of annoyed. Oh, yeah. When you're one of the last few people down the line, because all of these smart meters are massive spying devices as well. Correct. Yes. When they can see exactly how much electricity, now they know how much electric you're using in a month, mm-hmm. but they didn't normally have until these things came about. They just knew how much you were using month by month. Where I think they normally send somebody to read it every two or three months and they guess the others. Right. Now it's automatic that it's being reported directly. So if you're using too much and it's at a time where they're like, oh, the the grid's under strain. And now in a perfect world, in a world where we aren't handcuffing things like nuclear energy, well, then there's enough electricity for everybody and everybody can be happy. You know, as long as you can afford to pay for your electric, then use as much as you want. They're noticing that that's not even working. Even the nudge of the electric prices going up and up and up aren't enough to keep people from wasting so much energy so they don't have enough. And then this is where the shutdowns start. Like, nope, you're using too much. So we're going to start limiting just your house during the day when it's too hot or whatever. Don't don't nuke that hoagie. Right. Right. (laughs) you know and this is it and water's the same way and it's a constant reminder that everything you do is being monitored Mm -hmm. and when you have to start worrying i mean i've seen articles with people because i i'm interested in how much electricity various things use years ago i bought one of the little devices uh they call it a kilowatt i'm sure there's different companies that make them but then it basically plugs into the wall outlet. Then you plug whatever you want into that. Mm-hmm. And it shows you the instantaneous reading of just how much power is being used. Okay. So it can tell you, you know, should you really be running that old fan or maybe you should buy a new one because it's, uh, you know, not very efficient. But this is what's going to be done on everything now. And the people are getting crazy because of the power prices going up. 
somebody posted that their microwave oven was costing like $2 a month just to run the clock, the little display on the front. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's like, well, okay. maybe you haven't been paying attention, Darren, because it's all Putin's fault. Oh, yeah, of course. Get in the game. It's the Putin's price hike. Putin's price hike. Everything was good. Joe, I mean, I thought Joey should be able to take care of him, though. Well, that's what that uh, fucking imbecile Stephen King said. (laughs) One of his fucking classic tweets. (laughs) Putin's in for surprise. He hasn't met Joe Biden yet. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, he's shitting his pants. (laughs) Who can believe that? You know, but it is it is fully two different dimensions that people are living in. And I try to it is unplug from some of that stuff, because if I was a big horror reader, I would still want to read Stephen King's books, even though I know he's he's insane when it comes to politics. It's the same with music, you know, Springsteen. Sure. You know, I played a Springsteen song the other day and was like, you know, his politics aside, he led one of the best damn bar bands ever that's good that's good uh description yeah bar band yeah you know it's a big party band oh i saw you uh went out to see uh james brown speaking of spring oh, i wish it was brand. james brown oh i'm jackson sorry brown. jackson brown yes yeah, <laughs> Brown would have been great <laughs> <laughs> would have been a lot more energy even after, after oh, he was dead absolutely i swear to god it was like uh you know was, if joe biden uh, was a musician i was watching him last night like, what the fuck <laughs> Really, I don't think that is a description he would like. Uh, I don't give a fuck. You know, I was very disappointed, and I was, you know, shame on me because I guess I didn't do my due diligence, you know, um, because I, I, you know, I, I do like a lot of the stuff he's done, and of course there was the, you know, the halo effect of his, uh, you know, association with the Eagles and so forth, and, and so I went to see him, but uh, I was, I was very disappointed. Well, he's very. always been very much on the left politically, so. You, I guess you'd kind of have to expect you're going to get some. Uh, if he's one of these kind of guys that talks, you're you're, well, you're going to get some of that, right? Yeah. Well, it, it, incredibly, um, you know, the the Greek theater. I've not been there. Last time I was there was to see the Who, just before the Wuhan flu came in, and talk and talk about electric. Holy shit! I mean, those guys are just fucking. They're explosive, and they're both older than than uh, Pete and uh, and. Uh, Come on, Townsend and uh, Daltrey. Oh, yeah, Roger, Roger. Roger. Yeah. yeah, I mean those guys. They're, they've got a few years on um, on Jackson, and uh, they were just fucking electric and on fire. And the place was um, it was awesome, but it's been since um, uh, purchased by a, a larger corporate entity, and uh, they fuck. And I don't know whether who you blame for this. Whether it was I should say the you know the the actual. Uh, the concert venue or maybe it was brown's uh mixing guys but you know i've got a pretty good ear for a good mix and this was absolute dog shit um because i couldn't hear most of what uh, um brown was saying when he was, was making comments and i thought is this just me but no people are screaming you know can't hear turn it up make it louder you know some fucking moron was on that mixing board yeah which you know in a venue like that you know that's not the fucking corner bar that's one of the best in the world and there's no excuse for it. Yeah, you should be able to get really good sound at a venue yeah. that was designed for music. Yeah. You're not right. throwing them into a barn. You're not throwing them into a football right. stadium. Right. Which means, yeah, the most likely, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't normally blame the sound system that's available there. I would say, yeah, right. that uh he was way down for now. It's even worse when his guitar would be way up and you can't hear the vocals at all because then it's just like i could go go to a karaoke bar and hear the uh yeah well i could hear the vocals i could hear the you know his 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 uh, singing but clearly they they had the i guess they had the bass turned up to it because he said it just sounded muddy like he was speaking when he spoke it was like he was under a blanket so that would be i i would assume a poor mix you know it's just there's too much uh there's not enough high end on there so and he's a guy he's written some really good songs yeah he has yeah but he's not somebody that i've ever listened to at great length not even a guy that i would normally throw albums on now back in 85 86 he came out with an album lives in the balance that i thought was fantastic mm-hmm. overall but after that i don't know if i've ever picked up one since and it's like okay there are some songs that he does that i like but he's not an artist that i can put on and listen to for an hour two hours at a time yeah i think he's too mellow for me yeah it was it was like yacht rock absolutely yes yes yeah well my wife loves james taylor and he's the same way i'm like i know he's like credited as being a musical genius who's written some really great songs but i'm like yeah give me james taylor in like 10 minute segments exactly and the other thing too, he was he was pretentious. You know, um, I've seen some fucking world class guys. Well, come back to the who. I mean, no, nobody's going to say that uh, Pete Townsend isn't one of the greats, I and mean, he absolutely is, right? And in the course of two, his two hour show, I think Pete used three guitars. I remember he had a, he, for for uh, he had the J two hundred for a couple. He used a Strat, may have had a Tele, um, but three four maximum. I counted. I stopped counting at about 15 different guitars <laughs> that he, every fucking song he had a, a roadie come out or a guitar tech come out, hand him a fresh ax. And I could, you know, it's like, wait a minute. He doesn't even do, he doesn't do any leads. He's just, he's a strummer, you know, right. what, like what the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing this? Right. You know, Cause even just, if they're in different tunings, you would only yeah. have a certain amount that, you know, okay, you swap yeah. them out. Exactly. It was, it was ludicrous. So, uh, yeah, so I was, I was, I was disappointed big time. When somebody's got a, a specific guitar for every song, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe the songs yeah. don't hold up as well. Yeah. And meanwhile, his, his lead guitarist, who was very good and his backup band was excellent. Everybody was aces, you know, that guy, he only, I only saw him use three different axes. So what are you doing? You know, <laughs> Hey, it's all for the looks, I guess. It's all for the looks. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And uh, I mean, I, again, I expect these guys to come out and say political stuff. I saw a clip from he did. Yeah. the guy from, uh, the dropkick murphys it was a little more energy than right. uh than jackson brown but he was going off on a rant the other day i saw on stage you know saying oh anybody that buys into this mega stuff is you know you're falling for the biggest charlatan of all and i'm just thinking um but i think you're falling for the biggest charlatans of yeah, all no shit. because yeah. i mean i'm not a hundred percent on trump but uh, if you're a hundred percent against him you're falling for all different charlatans sure. and yeah but that is the, the dimension a and b it's that there is no middle ground so it's like how do you even have that conversation how do you even have that argument when it right. is a closed mind kind of on both sides 
Yeah, and Jackson had to also do a little Stevie's, you know, I Am a Patriot. Which is a damn good song overall. Not after, not the way, when he got through it. He had to plug in, <laughs> he had to plug in his own lyrics. You know, oh. I'm not a, I'm not a MAGA this and that, and I'm not a voter <laughs> suppression guy. Like, shut the fuck up. Just shut up. I mean, really, the, I wanted to leave. If I, if my wife and kid hadn't been there, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have walked, walked early for sure. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Because that wouldn't yeah. that wouldn't make that song better, and that song is no. great. Because I don't care, Little Steven, very yeah. much on the left. But that song, yeah. as it was it's written, too. was excellent. It's like you know the whole yeah. thing is I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Democrat. This is I'm only for you know people or whatever the the lyric yeah. is, and everybody's his brother. It's like, but that's not what people are. <laughs> that's certainly not. Yeah. How do you say go from a you know, a lyric like that where we are one family kind of a thing, which was the little Steven vibe too. You know, I'm not this, this, and you, you're all the bad people. Right. But yeah, I can see why people get so upset because it's like, I, I'm not being paid. I'm not paying you to be preached to. Right. That would, uh, that would make more sense. But they but never get the message. No, they never get the message. I mean, there was a, there was a big deal. This goes back a long way. Um, Linda Ronstadt, when she had sort of, you know, past her her stadium rock uh, uh portion of her career and she started playing vegas and she, she was at a, it was a big room out there it was caesars or maybe the mirage i forget a big very big room and she, she started preaching you know in the middle of the thing and half, <laughs> half the fucking audience walked out <laughs> like we've had enough yeah see ya. <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's pretty awful you know, and it's again, it's one thing if people expect it from you, and there's some artists they do for the ones that they don't expect it from. Because there are some artists yeah. we know, Steve Earle, for one. I mean, he's always been political in his music. So yeah. if you're showing up to a Steve Earle show going, don't be political, it's like then you're the asshole. Right. But, you know, if you show up to see Britney Spears and she starts talking politics, yeah, you're right. like, this isn't, this isn't your bit. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Now, I wish the mayor of Chicago could stay in her lane. We do. Because, gee, I, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're at oh. least outside of Chicago, which is good. We are not in Chicago proper. We're not even in the same county, but we're close enough mm. that the stench, it just kind of wafts on over. But there is a few no. minutes of this, and there are a couple times I think we'll need to stop. But if you need to okay. just, just yell if you hear something that angers you, and it, it probably won't take long. All right. Well, here, here's my frustration. Like, we're a welcoming city, so we're always going to step up and do the right thing to make sure that migrants who are coming here to our city are well-received, that they're supported, that they have food, clothing, shelter, medical care if necessary. Now, okay, right here, I'm already angry mm. because the people that live in Chicago aren't getting that right. food, shelter, and medical care that they need. Right, right. Nothing's being done about the violence in Chicago, mm -hmm. but no, let's, and nobody talks about the economics of providing, right. and as of yet, this has been a very small number of people bust into Chicago. I believe it's still under 500 people. And as you pointed out, aren't they, it's volu voluntary, isn't it? They say, yeah, we'll go to Chicago, right? Yes. They and are not forcing people not, onto buses. This is buses. not a gunpoint. Right. right. They're not like get on the bus or else. Yeah. It's do you want to go somewhere? I mean, I think this is the greatest thing you can do when somebody gets over that border. They have had a long, arduous, dangerous journey. Mm -hmm. And you're putting them on a freaking Greyhound or an airplane going, where do you want to go? Yeah, that's pretty nice. 
I would say so. I mean, yeah. they a lot of these people, I can't even wrap my brain around them, you know, that have walked from south of Mexico through Mexico. It's about time somebody gave them a ride. Absolutely. You know, but again, back to the, you know, the old thing, I, I always harp on the verbiage, you know, now that the accepted term is now migrants and they're not migrants, you know, migrants are people that, you know, travel from place to place to work where other labor, labor isn't available. <laughs> That's not what's going on here. No, you know, because they're not coming to work for a lot of them. Yeah. They've completely buried the, the, uh, the true um, term, which would be illegal aliens. And there's nothing insulting about that. They're, they're Ill- illegally. They're not here legally and they are aliens. They're not American citizens, but that's gone. Now it's migrants, which is sounds kind of nice, you know, and they're, and they're not coming in with a lot of money in their pocket, usually zero. True. Which I don't even know. I, I've tried wrapping my brain around that as well, which is if you were somebody and even I'm going by the fact because you know, I speak English kind of, but not understanding English would make this even harder. But let's just assume even that you spoke the language. Somebody dropping you off in a city anywhere in the world and just being like, okay, live. How do you do it? How do you even right. start if you've got no money, no place mm-hmm. to stay? What is the first step even at that point? Right. Well, you, you knock on Lori Lightfoot's door, obviously. I guess. Like, hey, you got a spare cot? Yeah. My frustration comes from um, the actions of the, the governor of Texas. There could be a level of coordination and cooperation, but he chooses to do none of those things and instead tries to send human beings, not cargo, not freight, but human beings across the country to an uncertain destination um, and, and what the circumstances here on the ground. Now, a few things here. Mm. It's not an uncertain situation. If you know you're going to Chicago, you're going to Chicago. Mm. The other thing, and I did not clip this, but there was one of the, and I will give Lori Lightfoot some leeway here, saying that this alderman that I saw interviewed on Fox News that was an alderman here from Chicago is running against her for mayor. So I understand a lot of people lie, politicians especially, but his story was this was not the case that people were just sent here without Lori Lightfoot knowing that they knew at least a week in advance that this was happening. So Lori Lightfoot getting out there in front of everybody and going, oh, no, the only bad thing is nobody told us they were coming seems to be bullshit course it's bullshit and it's like you really you can't absorb a bust full or two it's like these cities that want to be sanctuary cities that are like come on here we'll take care of yeah. you yeah well well where I'm are the complaining. resources yeah i mean i would think there would be a plan in place i think we talked about on the last show all the hotels in new york that they want to put these sure. people in yes i mean it'll ruin the hotels who it'll, gives a fuck the the viability of the business i mean the people that own them but of course the people that own hotels you know, are like the family of our governor here who yeah, whose family right. owns the hyatt yeah. hotels and uh, that's right yeah but i i digress so it seems that they knew these people were coming in to chicago sure they know we have yet to hear from anybody in an official capacity now see this was the line that really jumped out at me because i've been well trained mm-hmm by a few different programs glenn beck the no agenda show when you say we have heard from nobody 
in an official capacity that these people were coming. Well, that means you heard it from somebody. Right. And who really cares who is the messenger? You know, maybe the governor himself didn't call you up, but he had somebody call you up and say, we're sending a busload of people there. This, mm-hmm. That's how you can come out and be like, well, we didn't hear from anybody in an official capacity. Well, but that means you heard right. from somebody in some capacity, right? Yeah, but what percentage of the people who heard that uh, broadcast knew that or, or could make that distinction? I'll bet you less than 5%. I bet you're less than 5% of the journalists that were covering it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you hear? Oh, no, we didn't hear from anybody. Lie. Yeah. Oh, they ambushed them. Uh-huh. Of course. From Texas. That's unacceptable. We're talking about human beings' lives who have themselves gone through an incredible journey just to get to the United States. I think the decent human thing to do is to co- cooperate and collaborate. Um, I understand what what that he obviously has no interest whatsoever in providing any kind of support to people that are coming to Texas. Okay, so because he's sending a couple hundred people, he has no Mm -hmm. interest in helping any of the illegal aliens coming into Texas. Again, bullshit. There's millions. You're getting a couple hundred. Texas is overwhelmed. Texas is overwhelmed and Texas never rolled out the red carpet and said, come on in the way Lori in Chicago did. So he's just fulfilling her wishes, right? She said, I want them. Here they are. What's the problem, Lori? What's wrong? You got what you asked for. Well, it is showing the political hypocrisy, which makes this game so interesting for people that know what's going on to know what the mayor of Chicago is all about, the mayor of Washington, D.C., the mayor of New York City, who are all like, no, no, the Republicans are bad. We want all of these people to come in. We'll welcome them with open arms, you know, until they show up at the doorstep. It's kind of like you got family and friends. You're like, hey, you know, anytime I could see Larry's like, anytime you guys are in L.A., man, you should come out. You should stay a while. And then you show up on your doorstep and you're like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, wasn't expecting that. Yeah. And everybody, I'm almost everybody to be polite. always like, hey, yeah, if you're around, if you're going to be in town, hit me up. Sure. And you say that even to people that you really don't want to, you know, to hit you up. And that's what seems like is oh, going on. <laughs> you just like, just stay the hell away. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Honesty is a much better way to go. <laughs> like, don't ever do not darken my doorstep. Do not right. ever <laughs> even think about it. But this is the yeah. hypocrisy when they show up and it's like, well, how dare I mean, when they called it racist, I still don't understand that when they say they are using these people as pawns, I will nod and say, well, of course, the governor of Texas, by doing this, is using these people as pawns, though. So are the people on the other side. They're using them as pawns as well to paint a whole bunch of people as racist and hateful because they're like um we can't handle this we don't have the resources we don't have the money we don't have the manpower and you're called racist then because for some reason it's racist to be logical and say we just don't have the ability because i don't think most americans if we had you know two million jobs open and you had two million apartments open that nobody's living in and they could well it's a guess sure come on in we have the resources, we have the ability, but that's not the case. Texas is overwhelmed. 
sends these people to other cities and then they freak out and it's like you're seeing a small percentage of what texas is doing and of course this is a political move that is trying to accomplish i believe one thing and that is show anybody that's paying attention who isn't completely brainwashed that the concept that you can have unlimited people coming across the border and not have a problem is just not reality. Well, you know, somebody want to really do, you, you think of so many times with uh, the less leftist regimes, <laughs> their fucking answer to everything is, it's almost always digital, right? Didn't um, Pete Buttigieg just do some shit with, uh, he was going to do, what was it, a dashboard for, uh, transportation what the fuck was it do you remember that darren no in the past some- couple of, yeah in the past couple of weeks there was some shit show uh, you know whatever and he, he you know he, it was like the obama um uh obamacare portal you know well, well we, we've got the picture that we'll set up a dashboard so you can figure out uh your travel plan so uh, yeah that's what it was it was because it was because the airline industry has become such a shithole because it was it was broken by joey's fucking mandates right that's why it's crippled no other reason um, Pete's answer is, well, we'll set up a, we'll, we'll do a website, a dashboard where you can log on and see, you know, what's crowded. I don't need a fucking dashboard to that. I can go directly to Delta American, any airline and find exactly what the fuck is going on. I don't need your fucking dashboard, Pete. Right? Well, yeah. And so with, with the, with the air stuff, with the airlines. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is another weekend that it was horrible with how many flights were late or canceled. Sure. But one of the things they came up with when it came to like oh we're for pd doing something him and joey they're doing Mm -hmm. something about this one of the things they came up with was if your plane is delayed more than three or four hours and i i think i'm getting this right but if your plane is delayed by more than three or four hours you can get a refund Mm -hmm. now there's a lot of things that pop up immediately into my mind which is Either I am, if I'm getting onto an airplane, I am either about to go on vacation or I'm about to come home from a vacation. That's like 99% of the time. Business folks maybe have a slightly different thing. But for most people, you're going on vacation, you're going to visit friends and family, or you're coming home. Now, if you are coming home and your flight is delayed and they're like, well, you can get a refund, what fucking good is that doing me? I need to get home. Right. Of course. And if you're going on to vacation, if you got the whole family and you're all ready to go to the evil empire of Disney World and your flight's four hours late and they're like, well, we'll give you the money back for your flights. Like, well, I already got fucking money into a hotel. I got fucking right. money into theme park tickets. I, what is that going to do for me? Sure. Okay. So this whole concept that you can get a refund if you're late. So is, what? It's right. It means nothing. Nobody's going to take them up on that because most people, I mean, there might be 1% of the people that I'm like, hey. I'm just going to visit Larry and I'm going to stay on his height of bed. He doesn't know, but I'm heading out to his house. You know, then I'm like, okay, I can go another day. I'll cancel. But for most people, right. you don't have that ability. Of course. But where I was, where I was going with this with the, the whole idea, it seems like the, uh, the leftist regime, their answer is always a digital one, right? Always. So here's the digital answer to, uh, to this migrant crisis, as they say, Lori Lightfoot and Eric Adams should team up in all other sanctuary cities and set up a website called the, uh, let's call it the, uh, the have a heart registry. Okay. And you 
log on, you type in your name and your address, and you say, I've got this many spare bedrooms. I can, I can you know, take in this many migrants and see what, the, see what the fuck that looks like in, say, 30 days. How many names are on that? Wouldn't that be great? Yes, because they do what have do a website. She, like? she ends up in this clip talking about a website that Chicago has put together to ask people for money and resources. No, not, mm-hmm. Nothing in there about asking them you know, if you have extra rooms, but it's, you know, hey, we need money. We need yeah. food to help take care of these people. And it's like, but again, then where is your, as a sanctuary city, if your answer is to ask your public for help, then you're mm-hmm. not really set up to be a sanctuary city. Yeah. Because it's not but even if, like they've been overwhelmed. I would even give Lori Lightfoot some credit if it was like, you know, we've already taken a thousand people in over the last week and this is, we're over that. So we're kind of stretched thin. But this is like three people show up. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, if you're a good host and you're having a Christmas dinner, if three extra people show up, you've got enough food because you've planned that you might have drop ins. Mm. Not Lori Lightfoot. They have nothing. They've got yeah. nothing for you. But for all those people that are screaming for that, let them, you know, put your, not, not just your money. Anybody can peel off. Here's 50, 100 bucks. Yeah. All right. No, now I've done my part. Bullshit. Right. If you believe in this, open your fucking home. And right. Put people up and pay their fuck and feed them, pay their medical bills, loan them a car. That's what you need to do. And if you're not, you're full of shit. Yeah. You're not walking the walk. Right. Which is the problem with Chicago. They talk the talk, but not of really with all of through. them. Yes, all of, it's all bullshit. It's all lies. But then do the right thing. Do the right and thing. Collaborate and cooperate. Instead of us having to guess, are they coming? Are they not coming? How many? What are their needs? That is insanity that doesn't have to happen. He is manufacturing a human crisis. And it- so not knowing how many people are about to show up in your community is insanity. Hey, you mean like when people illegally are coming over the border? Right. They don't right. call first. They don't have a reservation. Imagine that. How dare they? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, if you could, I mean, as much as I wouldn't want to live there, if you could just move Chicago to the border, that would be a much better way to uh, to deal with it. Because this is the kind of insanity. And this is when you get the logic from people like Larry Lightfoot that it's like, well, you know, we need to know who's coming to dinner. We need to know we could plan ahead. Yeah. Texas isn't What's getting the- that information makes no sense to me yeah what does well i don't think this is what we stand for i think it's decidedly unpatriotic and un-american um i understand uh-huh. the pressures there's this is starting to get into the uh you know, hey, biden-esque uh commie you're, you're not an american you're unpatriotic you don't un, like um, yeah, what, it is un-american to again yeah bus people to chicago it's un-american un-american Uh, that the people of Texas and some of the other border states are under. We see that on a daily basis. But the thing to do is not this. This is creating a human crisis. See, but what Lori Lightfoot won't admit to is exactly, I believe, what Governor Abbott of Texas wants her to say, the mayor of New York to say, the mayor of Washington, D.C., is the border being open is causing a human crisis. Right. The human crisis is just being moved. It exists. It's already here because of the Biden policies. Correct. And Lori Lightfoot is seeing that, but it's at her doorstep. So she's mad at the guy in Texas. It's like, no, be mad at the fucking asshole in the White House. Who's the one that opened up the border? Because if the border wasn't opened, they're not showing up in Texas. So they're not showing up in Chicago. 
It's just insanity. But that's the logic. You're un-American then to send the problem. No, it's exact. Isn't America? Isn't that all about just uh, moving the problem from point A to point B and letting somebody else deal with it? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, pretty funny. It is the most American uh, thing you can do. But yeah, I mean, there's there's minutes more of her, but I think that's enough. That's all we can take. I know, I know, it is. Because, I, you know what, if I didn't put the face with the voice, I could hear more, but I keep seeing that face, and I want you to stop. You're hurting me, so stop. Lori Lightfoot, yeah. There's only so much you can take. Yeah. And it's the ignorance of what she says. It is mm-hmm. the uh, just not understanding that exactly what you're saying is true, but you're pointing to the guy in Texas as being the problem. But it's like, the guy in Texas just wants everybody else to see what he's dealing with. And that's the hilarity here because he's the bad guy because he's sending them. It's like, well, no, no, you don't understand. If he doesn't send them to you, big city, Chicago, big city, New York, big city, Washington, DC. Well, then all these little towns in Texas are the ones that are taking the brunt and they're really not set up for it. They're not sanctuary cities. But I, I mean, it's, it's so simple. If the you know if the, if the top guy in the apartment building on the top floor has an overflowing bathtub, everybody's going to get flooded. That <laughs> yes. pipe has to get fixed. It's that simple. Yeah, logic does not go well with a lot of people. No, no. they do, does not go well. Now you've got um, Scott Labido on whipped cream or an epic Biden rant. I have not heard either of these. Uh, you know, take your pick. Um, it's up to you. They're both. Um, well, I think they're both pretty spicy. I mean, we're we're in politics. We may as well start with the. Uh, we may as well go from Larry Lightfoot to to Uncle Joe. Okay, this guy's great. I love this guy. Where the fuck are the Joe Biden supporters? Oh, stop, stop! Let me. I got to set the stage. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know. Yeah, is that a great opener? Huh? Yeah. This dude. This dude is walking around in a gas station. Okay, I don't know where it is. Um, there's no visual cues. I don't see any palm trees or, you know, snow or who the, it's, so it's anywhere. It's anywhere. Wearing a big MAGA hat or something. No. Yeah. He does have a, he does have a a MAGA hat on and he's, he's walking around in this gas station has, uh, uh, like, uh, you know, police caution tape around some of the pumps. So clearly I guess they're out of gas. Right. And this guy's rip shit pissed off and he's just, he's letting it all hang out. God love him. He's looking for the Biden supporters. Yeah. He wants to have that conversation with somebody who does not yes. want to have the conversation. I get it. Correct. I can tell y'all why I support Trump. Tell me why y'all support this motherfucker. <laughs> Ain't doing shit but fucking us up every day, fucking us up. I don't see shit. Anybody saying nothing. They had a whole lot of energy. They had a whole lot of energy when my motherfucking man president was in there. And everything that Trump did, I told you, I support him for this. I support him for that. I had to stand behind that shit every fucking day. I had to stand behind why I supported President Trump. I don't hear no motherfucking body telling me why they support Joe Biden and all this goofy shit. You know, he's absolutely right about that. I've yet to run into a Biden supporter who's like, well, he's done this. Yeah. What you do see is that, you know, you see them on Twitter occasionally. They'll they'll say, you know, the greatest president ever, ever. here's his achievements. And they'll bullet point, you know, I don't know, eight or nine pieces of legislation that he's championed, every fucking one of which is an absolute disaster. But, you know, look what he's done. So You're like, yes, all you'll see. we are looking at what he's done. Yeah. 
So when I asked my uncle, I asked my uncle uh, 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 about this shit, he said, Joe, do you think that I'm with that shit? Do you think I support that? Yes, you support it. If you vote for Joe Biden, you support all of this shit. Because when I was with Trump, I had to tell you I support every fucking thing that he did, and I justified what the fuck that he did. Tell me anything. Anything. All these kids at the fucking border, guess what? Yeah, you with that shit, you Joe Biden voting motherfucker. Turn your little boys. <laughs> He's right. That that would be an ISO for having you, Joe Biden, vote motherfucker. I love that. I love that line. I love it. This guy's beautiful. He's absolutely right. And I mean, this is totally right. This has been exactly what uh, O'Reilly, Bill O'Reilly, has been asking people since uh, Biden got into office. He's, you know, name one thing he's done. This guy's just doing it in a much more uh, colorful manner. Yeah. And taking it to the streets. Yeah that shit you joe biden voting motherfucker <laughs> turning your little boys into little girls you can't tell me you ain't with that shit you voted for joe biden you with it you with it y'all want to detach yourself from everything that joe biden doing like it's just him no you voted for him that's what the fuck you wanted own it own it i told y'all back then you was a bunch of fucking useful idiots stop own it you have to be true too Right. And this guy, you know, he knows what time it is because, you know, the useful idiots, that's, of course, uh, uh, Lenin's uh, appellation for his uh, his fucking idiot minions. And this guy's he's a hip dude. I like him. Well, it's the people that don't want to take responsibility because they're like, yeah, I voted for Biden, but, you know, I wasn't going to vote for Trump. I mean, yeah, like, but uh, look at the. uh, The facts that you can actually quantify besides you know oh he was mean on twitter well he's fucked up and every fucking thing that he said he would do he's done and fucked up and like the final thing now was he, he's you know he's he's a he's a he's a decent man he's a no he's a fucking prick he's a razor tooth career politician who's never held a job in his fucking life and has lied and cheated his way to where he is now and then the, the the other thing, I'm a unifier. Well, man, he blew the fuck out of that. Again. His little Hitler speech. Yeah. The, the unifier. Tell me about that, Joey. Tell me about your how you're unifying. Well, let's also remember, it wasn't too long ago, Joe Biden was a good Catholic boy who was against abortion. Oh, yeah. Now he su- yeah. not only supports it, he encourages it. He's a whore. Whatever, whatever's going to yes. keep him in power, he'll support. Could be anything. He would stop at absolutely nothing. There is plenty of video if you want to do a search. Joe Biden hard on crime. He was the hardest son of a bitch on crime. And pretty fucking racist about it, too. Yes. That we these people I do not. I mean, there was the one clip. I do not want these people around my daughter, around my wife. And right now, no, nobody goes to jail. You rape somebody, you hit somebody with a brick. No, that's fine. Inconvenient. Mm. When was America ever great? I guarantee you motherfuckers can wish you could go back to the day that Donald Trump won. That was a good fucking day. You might was mad in your fucking mind, but I bet you your ass was on the way to work. <laughs> I bet you you was on your fucking way to work. I bet you you wasn't standing at a fucking gas station looking for gas. I bet you wasn't waiting for a fucking stimulus check. I bet you wasn't waiting for an extra $300 on your fucking food stamps. Want to get rid of Trump? Fuck Trump. Fuck Trump. I told y'all, politicians want to get rid of Trump for one fucking reason, so they can do what the fuck they want to do. It was never their plan for fucking Trump to win four years ago. They tried to get my man up out of there so they can do what the fuck they doing now. They wanted to do this shit four years ago. They're fucking warmongers. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Everything. 
the guy hits every fucking point and he's dead on right with every single thing he said. I'm voting for this guy for president. I'd like to see a, t- a ticket of him and Tina Forty. You're like, what are you running for, sir? Yeah. They're not for us. That's true. That's true. Trump got in their way for four years. He stopped them some of bitches from doing what the fuck they want to do. They've been wanting to do this shit. They've been wanting your little boy to be a little girl. They've been wanting this shit not to look like America no motherfucking moves. What Trump said, America first. America first, goddammit. Oh, that's racist. I told y'all it was not their plan for Trump to win. You, know, you can I cut understand. it here, Darren. His, the, I, I mistakenly sent it to you. It just kind of, his phone gets scrambled. <laughs> Maybe they're jamming his signal, but from then on, it's mostly static. So ah, they're coming, yeah. They're coming for him. But you, that's the gist of it. And I meant to clip it um, on that end. Sorry about that. I mean, more the guy's amazing. Like that. Yeah. He's amazing. Well, it's just pointing out again the logical stuff. Like, you know, maybe you don't let a 10 year old decide they want to change their their sexual uh, preferences and uh, their gender and uh, whatever. Mm. And maybe this should all be kept out of school. Maybe you should just teach them the basics until they're kids. Because again, there is a, uh, it was, I think, uh, one of these country stars' wives, maybe. I forget which one, but was under some social media pressure because she dared to point out that, you know, we have uh, an age for drinking. We have an age for cigarettes. We have an age to buy guns. We have an age to get into the military. There are minimum ages. And under all of those is, oh, I could decide to be, you know, go trans. Right. It's like, that's just insane. It's like, oh, so you can make a life altering decision to alter your body that you can never Mm -hmm. get back. But you can't drink, but you can't smoke. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, at least in California, you can't get a fucking tattoo unless you're over 18. Wow. But you can have your, you can have your breasts removed or your dick cut off. And it's like, I don't see where's the logic there. I still don't get it. Yeah. But it is, I believe, along with all of these, oh, there's 8,000 different pronouns. It's meant to confuse. It's meant to anger. It's meant to get the old white guys to come out and bitch about it. You can go, oh, you see, they're just so unwith it. They're uncultured. They don't understand the world today. It's like, well, no, I don't really understand the world today. I mean, okay, no, that's wrong. I do understand the world today. I do understand why it's being done. And it's because of the fact that it's insanity and it is a crashing of the system. And it's what you need to do. If you want to have a revolution in a country like the United States, if you really want to make some massive changes, you need to blow it up from the inside, not, you know, literally blowing things up, although you could do that, too. It is a crumbling of the foundations. It is getting rid of religion. It's getting rid of the nuclear family. You know, you don't want a mother and a father in the same house. No, I mean, there could be three dads, though. That's cool. Right. And that is the changes that they want to make so they can go. Well, no, it's that overton window again we're just going to keep pushing you in one direction Mm -hmm. and see what comes out the other side and i do think there's a lot of people that are getting tired of it i mean i don't know exactly how this is from area to area i went in to get a haircut a week or so ago and my barber's like you know there's a lot of people that i've talked to that have said they were not big fans of donald trump but what is being done to him still with this raid on his home and all this other, you know, 
most people see it as a witch hunt until you get me some actual proof of something. Mm-hmm. It's been like six years of a witch hunt and people are starting to go, you know, I really don't like the guy, but screw the people on the other side. They deserve to be taken down a peg. Yeah. And that's what's being reported, at least back in my little barber shop. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what comes of November. And I can't believe we're in September now. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. 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 You know, there was, a, what, was it a, a Dominion voting machine. One of them showed up on eBay and nobody's paying much attention that. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, all this stuff is totally secure. Yeah. And it's just the hypocrisy again from the left when you have people that are like, oh, anybody that questions an election should be hung. And you're like, so Al Gore, Hillary Clinton, uh, mm, right. what, should we get them in line first? Because. I mean, that would only yeah. seem fair. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing about having a free country is you yeah. could question the results of the election and it's good. I should have clipped Carrie Lake putting down some uh, pinheaded reporter asking about that. She had a great clip um, from Arizona. And somebody I asked her, you know, isn't that de- isn't that um, isn't that uh, threatening our democracy? You know, when uh, people question <laughs> an election and that that broads articulate, man, she, she just in about 17 seconds she reduced into a pile of smoldering slag it was beautiful yeah, yeah it's okay to question yeah i mean that's the whole bit you want to be able to yeah. question it's the countries that have no freedom whatsoever yeah. where you can't question and if you do then you wound up being thrown out of a window of a balcony yeah. you know yeah well, you know it's just i think there's a, a generation has been raised uh to be compliant really i've said this many times in my shows and even last night at uh at that concert, I would say even now, probably, you know, it's a big, big outdoor venue, um, very breezy. And I would say probably five to 8% of people were sitting outside masked. Wow. Yeah. And, and I looked at them and I realized, holy shit, the ones that are masked, they're pretty much all under 30. They don't have a fucking thing to worry about. But the compliance is just so ingrained in them that that's what they do. Well, it's that dimension A and dimension B again. Yeah. That they believe that they're either an endanger to somebody else or they're that paranoid that they're going to catch a virus that a mask will not help. Right. But it was the it's the same thing with the Brittany Griner case. And I haven't heard anything recently. I know the United States was allegedly trying to work a deal, you know, sending out some guy that was an arms dealer to to get your Rod, Rodman didn't get her out. He didn't spring her. What happened? I guess not yet. I mean, he's got a lot of uh, juice in North Korea. I don't know what kind of juice he has in in Russia. But I mean, I'd rather have Dennis Rodman over there trying to get her out than, you know, trade a, you know, trade a bad guy or multiple bad guys. I'm sure he's more skilled than fucking Blinken. So, yeah, let him do it. But now here's the thing. I guess that it's rolling around again to being time that the Women's Basketball League in Russia is getting ready to go again and there's like 30 players from the united states going and people were losing their shit on social media like oh my god how could they go to russia and still do this do they want to are they just wanting to give putin more more political prisoners it's like um how about understanding that the other one Brittany griner just broke the laws in russia you know, and that's like it's still not even comprehending, which is why I've been railing against the United States government 
every time they're like, oh, she's being uh, de- improperly detained or unjustfully detained. It's like bullshit. She broke a local law. And these other players are showing you that's the truth, because otherwise, if you really thought that Russia was just nabbing somebody because they were an American, then these other women that play for the WNBA, I'm guessing, that are going to play basketball in Russia wouldn't go. But they are. Why? Because they know it's all bullshit and they want to make their money because they make like four times what the WNBA pays to mm-hmm. go play in Russia. But social media went nuts. Like, oh, my God, how could these American go play? It's like, well, why wouldn't they? Right. But that's because we've been told that, oh, Putin's the worst and they're doing this and it's, they're all bad. It's like, no, you're being you're being told a line of bullshit. Yeah. And I'm not saying Putin doesn't do bad things. I'm not saying Russia's never grabbed somebody to be a political prisoner just because they were an American. But in this case, I am guessing maybe they were looking for somebody. And and they found somebody that fit the bill that actually also broke their laws. Yeah, that's such bullshit. They do this in fucking Mexico all the time. I mean, I remember the first time I went down to Tijuana. Um, guy said to me, I stopped in a store for something on the U.S. side of the border. And, and I was, fuck, I, don't know, I was 18, 19 years old. He goes, yeah, where you at? I said, down to Tijuana. He says, uh-huh. Where are you from? And I said, New York. He says, oh, let me tell you something, Scooter. <laughs> He goes, this guy was, you know, he was up there. He goes, you go down there, you get your ass in a jam, you're fucked. There ain't no law there. <clears throat> and what they're going to do is they're going to keep you, throw you in a shithole and uh, bleed your parents dry. And they might still fucking kill you anyway. He wasn't lying. That happens all the time in Mexico. Okay. So Russia, come on. Well, then it happens here with the, uh, I mean, the story that came out, the woman that was a, pre-kindergarten teacher in her 30s was out jogging was grabbed and the story went on for like a day or two and by like the third day the story had changed to well not only did this happen but she's also the heiress to some 2.3 billion dollar company fortune (laughs) which uh it leads me to believe and i haven't followed this closely so i can't give details but they had somebody that they was a person of interest that they arrested and then released on on bond but they still haven't found the woman so i don't really understand how this works if you think you've got the guy that abducted her you haven't found her yet but you're releasing him on bail right that's a great country america is great country so does this a whipped cream clip i don't even know that's that's, i'm I'm wondering what this is all about now does this need a uh a well the um you know new york being uh you know one of the great um embodiments of the nanny state you know for i've never myself i don't know if you ever have but i've always heard about people doing whippets i guess i don't know how it works you somehow you extract just the propellant from a can of whipped cream and huff that and it gets you high for 10 seconds or something i've never done it i've never been with anybody that does but i guess it's a pretty common practice among kids <clears throat> and i guess if you do that enough times whatever somebody's somebody's gonna die <laughs> whatever and the new city of New York just decided that you have to be over 21 to buy a fucking can of ready whip. So we're right back to you can you can go mutilate your body. Right. And go trans at 10 yes. or 12 or nine or eight. Yeah. But you can't buy whipped cream. And this then this, you know, and it's this goes back to uh, uh, that fucking flying monkey uh, Bloomberg 
when uh, you know he decided, oh well, no more, um, no more big, big size uh, um, sugary drinks at McDonald's or Burger King. You know, the maximum is going to be whatever is twelve ounces. Or even or the gas stations, you could be driving cross country. I want me a thirty-two ouncer to get me three states, but no, right? No, no. You can buy eight ounces. We'll decide how much Coca-Cola you drink. In the troll room, Blitz says a little bit of nitrous oxide in those cans. And teenagers used to come in and buy cases of them when he worked at a grocery store. Okay. (laughs) Well, there you go. All right. I guess that would be the tip off, right? When they come in and they're like, hey, I need like 40 cans of this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no just make it up one big fucking cream pie uh-huh. having a big ice cream social yeah that's yeah. it man that's it <laughs> hey folks a little more assholery from the great city of new york Ooh, assholery that's kind of fresh for me have you heard that one? i like that do you know that have you heard that one before no but it seems like a great name for a podcast it does assholery it's good to fuck up your day a little more the pieces of shit that run this city have now decided that you must be 21 years old to buy, get this, whipped cream. That's right, you heard it right, folks. Oh, well, the kids spray the thing and uh, get a buzz and we want to keep them from their demise. Meanwhile, these same fucking pieces of shit who love the border wide open do nothing to these criminals bringing in the drugs from that border. They go through the revolving doors of justice, no bail, right out back on the streets. And what are these drugs they're bringing in? Fentanyl. What is fentanyl? Fentanyl is killing our children in this country more than anything else in the history of this country. Uh, uh, but, but, but we gotta save them from the whipped cream. You assholes, keep on voting for these assholes. Wow. There, there you go. But I'll even do them one better. Because, I mean, the drugs are bad. But there's also nothing being done about TikTok. And if you're following that space, it's every week that there's more kids that have been reported dying from doing a TikTok challenge. Jeez. And parents keep giving the kids, you know, the phones. These kids yeah. are still dying by texting and driving. Parents are still giving the kids the phones. Phones are way more dangerous than True. whipped cream. Yeah. But no, let's uh, 21. If you have to be fucking 21 years old to buy whipped cream. You should be, have to be 21 years old to get a cell phone. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Seems about right. Yeah. <laughs> and I like Scott. He brings it. He throws it out there. Yeah. And he creates new words. Assholery. That's assholery. Uh, he brings it into sharp focus. And he, he just called. It's great term. Just calling him pieces of shit. The politicians, the pieces <laughs> of shit. And that's pretty much what they are. I mean, fuckery has been a, around for a while, but I don't know if I've... Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, I've never heard assholery. Fresh, fresh to my ears, assholery. I like that. <laughs> See, that's why he has so many people listening on uh, on his Twitter. What's he, a Twitter guy mainly? Twitter, mostly Twitter, I think, yeah. So many different... And he's platforms. he's teamed up with uh, Tina Forty. They're, you know, they've done some stuff together. I, but Tina, just since, we, since we're on Scott, might as well go to Tina's place... I did a thorough scan of uh, Tina's feed and I couldn't find any of her old, old style fuck out of here um, videos. Oh, so she's now, now that she's, she's gotten one step yes. further, somebody told her to scrub. Yeah. yeah. That's unfortunate. It is unfortunate because that's who she is. And I, I love that aspect about her, but I guess she's worried about her. What she's worried about most likely are the, or at least the people that are, that are trying to help her get elected, I guess. Yeah. Would be like a lot of this can be used against you. Yeah. 
Which, but you know, you you know that AOC's people have probably been, been um, you know, archiving that shit forever in, in prep for this. It'll still come out if they were smart. Yeah, yeah. It's much more damning though to be able to link directly to a previous post, especially if you're trying to go after them on Twitter. You're like, oh, you said this here, hi, you see, and it's yeah. directly on that person's account rather than right. Than Although. Not. Although that said, it's still the profile, the landscape picture on her profile says, fuck out of here. Hashtag fuck out of here. So. <laughs> they missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I submit that, that that would be an interesting documentary. Yeah. You're, you know what? That would be a, you are so right, man. That'd be a hell of a story. Just somebody documenting a profile in this, this battle between those two. You're great idea, man. Uh huh. Cause I mean, with her being so, um having a few sharp edges shall we say mm-hmm. and that's what people like about her the fact that people are coming in then and giving her the advice like well no you need to hey if you really want to win you need to put this you know people told trump that like oh you have to you have to act presidential well you don't no you don't he didn't he did pretty well yeah it's like this is the problem with the system it just doesn't work yeah it just yeah. doesn't work but we do have a few people to thank for today's show oh cool Episode number 49, which means the 49. next one's the big five zero. I mean, Whoa, right on the heels of the one-year anniversary. Very cool. We're hitting the half-century mark. But today, coming in with 10 bucks, it's a monthly donation. Loretta Vandenberg, you've heard the name a lot. Oh, Red, Thank you, Red. We appreciate your support. I mean, even if she says your voice is better than mine, I mean, I will not hold that against her. <laughs> I will not. Kevin Seifert coming in with his five bucks a month. We appreciate that. Thanks, Kevin. And CSB lowered his amount of sats. I mean, that's that's Uh-oh. hurting my feelings, CSB. Hmm. But what now he's, say? he's sending some into uh, grumpy old Ben's, too. So he's going to rotate. Okay. He, he goes with the 48, 48 sats now because 48 is the country code for Poland. So oh, for the phone. Yes. OK. Which he says, you know, Adam Curry always says, put your donations into a number that means something to you. So, uh, 4848 is what comes in here, which is just under a dollar. But to be mm. fair, if everybody listening to the show sent in a buck for every show, we'd That'd be, be nice. in great shape. That would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. CSB yeah, do says, you, do you concur with Adam who says that the, 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 the number is 4%, no more than 4% of listeners will, will ever donate on the completely open value for value model yeah i believe that is about correct which is where i disagree with adam a little bit in that i believe a lot of people have made some pretty good money putting stuff behind a paywall which adam hates and i understand why people hate the paywall sure but i believe that you can take that number which if you just provide all of the content and say we just rely on your support. Come in with what you can. I do believe that's probably 5% and under is going to be the high end five. So 5% would be like, this is great. Yeah. Where I believe if you get people that like your content and you have a decent amount of content, I mean, if you come out with a show every week or so and have that behind a paywall and it's something that they want to listen to, I believe people will part with a little bit more money. And it's a different mentality. It's a different mindset. Mm. But I think there's a lot of people that, hey, if I can get this for free, I'm going to do that. And you're never going to change their mind. 
Whereas if you really want to consume some of the content and it's like, oh, okay, well, I have to go and I have to be a member and that's going to cost me five bucks a month. I think a lot of people will do that because it's not a crazy number and they want that content. And for whatever reason in their mind, I mean, it makes that content worth more because you have to pay for it. Mm hmm. Now, I get both sides of that. Steve Dahl, who was on the radio here in Chicago for a long time, and I would listen to him driving home from work or if he was on when I was at work and had, was able to have the radio on, would listen. Now he's gone to a podcasting model right. where he charges for everything but like one or two episodes a week. And it's like, no, I can do without it. Hmm. But if I really wanted that content, I mean, then I'd be like, okay. There is yeah. something about it does, you know, because it is behind the paywall. And there's, it's no easy solution to that. You know, it's like, I think there's people that like both ways. The value for value, I believe works better for people mm-hmm. with huge audiences like Adam Curry. Yeah. He's got a huge audience. Joe Rogan think he could do the same thing because people like what he's doing. And I think Joe Rogan would fall into the likes of a no agenda, which in, in the way that, I think there are some people that like what you're doing so much that they'll be like, oh, here, I'm going to send you 5,000 bucks out of the blue. Right. Whereas if you only have, hey, I'm charging you five bucks a month and there's no other option to give more. That's where Adam Curry's absolutely right. The value for value allows people who have the money that want to support you a way to do so. And, uh, you know, a mixture of both, I think, is kind of what works well for a lot of people like your buddy uh, and my buddy. I mean, I, he's been on the show a few times on other shows. I've done uh, Carl from mm-hmm. uh, who are these podcasts? Yep. I think he does both where he takes in donations and also has content behind a paywall. It works. Yeah. I mean, I, I started that way. It was all Patreon. Well, not all of it. I should say just bonus episodes, but uh, yeah, I mean, they're still there. I'm going to do another one too. Pretty soon. It's been a long time overdue. So yeah. But CSB before we forget did have a note. Oh, howdy, Irishmen. Well, howdy, CSB, wherever <laughs> you, you Slavic brother. Uh, please invite your listeners on air to visit my blog with my cartoons at www.csb.lol. Yo. We appreciate it, CSB. Yo, baby. We appreciate everybody for listening, supporting the show, keeping the uh, microphone sounding good. If you want to take part in this great experiment, you can go over to planetrage.show slash donate. All of the options are there. Mm-hmm. And thanks to Biden inflation, I mean, it is now more important than ever to support your local podcaster. Yes, it is. There's a lot of content out there that, uh, you know, it's like I'm surprised a lot of it exists. <laughs> really? I mean, it's like it's because it's, it's work. I mean, you know, there's a lot of time that goes into it. Yeah. And there are shows. I mean, like like this one, we kind of like hanging out and just doing, you know, an hour talking back and forth. And it's a lot of fun. You know, there's some shows that are more like work, although like your buddy Rakita, I mean, his he's making a lot of money on his shows and providing some, you know, excellent content. Yeah. But that's also, I mean, again, I guess maybe YouTube, there's something to be said for doing videos as opposed to. I think you're right about that. Yeah. If now, if only we were pretty enough to do video, I mean, that's, that's the <laughs> trick. You don't think I'm beautiful. <laughs> we just need, how could you come on? We, okay. Maybe we can get Dame Jennifer on the show and we could just, right, both, you, you and I could be in like small boxes in the corner. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> Nobody <works>. wants to see us. <laughs> But we appreciate everybody for listening and hanging out with when we do these shows live on Mondays. They we get do. your week started even on the holiday weekends at noon central time and 10 o'clock Pacific yes. on the lovely and talented no agenda stream, no agenda stream dot com. Yes. And even though this is a commie holiday, try to enjoy what's rest of what the rest of it. Yeah, go out and do the non commie things. Take a yeah. big American Texas born steer and exactly. throw it on the grill. Yeah. Open up a beer, not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not, not a Corona though. I mean, go with a no. real beer, an American beer. Yeah. And, and thank you for the uh, suggestion of doing the last random thoughts about the Mickey Mantle card that worked out well. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I've, I'm behind. I have to listen to that, but uh, yeah, I want to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah. yeah I had somebody else that uh, I think oh, it was Gene from uh, unrelenting. Okay. Who's like, I don't give a shit about baseball or card collecting or anything like that he's like but i started listening to that and ended up listening to the whole thing i'm like see that's exactly what you have said which is a great compliment and and that really yeah and that is the amazing thing about your show because you will bring up i am the last guy i don't give a fuck about baseball i really don't play you know trading cards nfts all that shit is like not even on my radar but you have a knack for making stuff that i don't care about interesting and I don't know anybody else that really does that like you. Well, so. that is that is very much appreciated. The other day, it was uh, Paul Harvey's birthday, and he was a guy that was great with just yeah. spitting a yarn out of anything. And I think I learned a little bit of that from hearing his stuff over the years. But it is that's the greatest compliment ever when somebody's like, "Yeah, yeah, the topic of your show, yeah, I really didn't care about it, but it was a great show." Yeah, and <laughs> you I, do that again and again consistently, which is really impressive. That's what makes podcasting fun. Now, what it will be about this week, I don't know. Mm. I mean, I do have a root canal coming up on Wednesday, so that'll be fun. Today, I'm hoping by next uh, next Monday, it'll be really the root canals. It should be like a day after. You should be fine. It's not like it's massive uh, dental work or anything being done. It's not like when uh, Ryan Bemrose, the guy, you know, do that that other grumpy show with when they put a post into it like oh i can't even imagine and it's like oh we'll put a post in but then it has to like heal for six months Mm. before they can put the tooth onto it and uh, i'm glad you guys have reconnected too you're a great combo you and ryan i just thought it was funny when i asked i did a poll on no agenda social like hey who do you most enjoy hearing me i saw that and i thought shit man i'm i was like low man on that totem pole what am i doing here (laughs) gene was really (laughs) low gene didn't even make the poll it seemed like uh, that's just wrong but people and the comments from people were like, oh, yeah, we really like the adversarial uh, part of mm, Grumpy Old yeah. <laughs> So you guys should get in the octagon together. I think so. Numbers fly. That's it. <laughs> I mean, if you want people to enjoy your show, I guess you have to snipe back and forth more and just and just really yeah. play up. Oh, I don't like the other guy, yeah. which Adam and John have learned that for years. I mean, because they, I mean, they'll make the jokes, but maybe they really don't like each other. And that's the genius of it. Well, they're, they're quite amazing because I've heard, I mean, you, there's sometimes when they've really sort of gone at it and you can tell Adam is really fucking steamed, Yes, but yeah, he, <laughs> yeah but he has a, an amazing ability to sort of, uh, recover from that very quickly. Um, he does, it seems he doesn't hold a grudge. He doesn't stay mad for long, which is critical to the, <laughs> that is part of the fun in the troll room yeah. live right now. Uh, Bemro says, imagine how successful random thoughts could be if Darren ever covered a topic that people do care about. Why would I want to do that? That would ruin the whole show. 
<laughs> right? That's gonna Actually, everything. he often does. But uh, like I said, I, but that's easy. You know, you want to hook me with something I already care about? I, uh, okay, it's what's the it's the stuff that I don't care about that he makes uh, palatable. Holy shit! Right. That's when you take it to a whole new level. <laughs> yes. Now I know you've been back home for a week or so. Is that? Is, do you know what the uh, next that Larry show is going to be about, or is that? You a- know, I don't. I've, I'm sort of juggling um, several topics in my head, so I'm not even going to mention them because it'll probably be the wrong one. And then people say, "Hey, fucking tune in! You didn't talk about what you said you talk about." So you'll just have to swing on by, uh, you know, this Wednesday or thereabouts and see what I'm up to. Hey, and they should every Wednesday, as it is, mm-hmm. and check out that Larry show. Always a good story. Thank you. Um, some, sometimes you have to wait at least seven years before the uh, statute yeah. of limitations is. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and it's just in case they missed last week's. It's a, it's a pretty tasty title. How America got stupid. Yeah, well, there's that's a, you Trace could do a lot down. of episodes about that. Yeah. Yeah. So more people know who the Kardashians are than the, <laughs> the first president of the United States or what or the where, capital, the, where the Atlantic ocean is. Right. That might've been my favorite. Yeah. I don't know. And that kind of makes you feel like you're doomed, doesn't it? The whole country. It does. Just, it, it does. It's just, it's so demoralizing. It really is. Yeah. But really, where would you move to? I mean, if you could just move, is like, is there any place on the planet of this uh, earth right now that. Uh, well, since you were talking dentist, this is really fascinating. About a year ago, my dentist is a very cool guy and a huge fan of the show, believe it or not. And um, he's so cool that he is actually. He's very upfront about his political beliefs. <laughs> He's actually fired several of his patients. So I told him, you know, you really need to get your teeth fixed somewhere else, which you, you got to love a guy like that, don't you? Yes. Yeah, you do. And he told me at least a year ago, he has some, he's, you know, he's got some very high end Hollywood type uh, clients. And uh, he said he knew of several people who weren't leaving California to move to Tennessee or Texas. They were moving to Portugal, right? Really? Yeah. And then uh, a friend, another friend of mine was just over in Spain and took a little side uh, jaunt into Portugal and was amazed by all of the, uh, the American expats. Now, I don't know. I have to look into this. But for some reason, that seems to be a place people are flocking to who've had a belly full of uh, Marxist America. So yeah, maybe that's a, it. Is it a non-woke country? I guess we have to know. I if don't anybody know. in Portugal, tell us. Yeah, tell us. I don't know. I, I want to know, though. We yeah. won't pass it on if it's a secret just let us know not to talk about it on on any podcast yeah so maybe that's the place that we need a bunker in portugal exactly i don't want a bunker i want a cabana on the beach even better with a bunker underneath just in case okay yeah (laughs) it's like a little part it's like a mullet like party up top and business down (laughs) down below with that Uh said i mean hey thanks for hanging out with us on uh on a monday of labor day weekend the commies are out in force Yeah. But we appreciate you hanging out with us, and we will be back again next week to take you on another adventure through Planet Rage. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Oh, world 